Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like school districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice, curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poteaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
a teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you're here. Friends, today's episode is born out of a big cleaning. And before you click away, there's a big important lesson in today's episode. But bear with me while I talk about cleaning for a little bit. If you haven't heard, I took a job as the Director of Education with the National Down Syndrome Congress which means that I am significantly scaling back my law practice. I am hoping to go from about 85 open cases to somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 to 12. And yes, while that seems intimidating, it has been a fairly smooth transition business-wise, but I also own the building where my law practice is, and I'm hoping to rent it out. And so I have gone through closets and drawers and furniture And just when I think I've got a room clean, I open something else up and think, oh, okay, well, now we've got to stick that someplace. And so I have thrown away years and years and years worth of office supplies and old technology. I've disposed of building supplies like paint. That's not an easy task. And oh, for heaven's sakes, you name it, we have had it in here. I did not think that we were as jam full as we were, but man, you can really stick a lot in a closet. So as I've done this over the last six to eight weeks, what I've really started to think about is what we do. You know, I've kind of touched everything in my office in the last six to eight weeks, and I really kind of thought about what I've been doing for the last 16 years of my career. It's been a fun trip down memory lane. But as I really kind of look at what we do as attorneys and advocates, I came up with kind of a a list, a, a, a common personality trait, something that we all do, a few verbs. And I wanna share those with you in today's episode. And now, of course, this is ripe for what's going on here at Ashley Barlow Company because, of course, I launched my ABC course yesterday. I'm sure you saw that on social media and you saw it in your inbox. If you have ever considered being a special education advocate, I encourage you to check out the course. ABC, in this case, stands for Advocacy, Business, and Consulting. Pardon me. Advocacy. Jeez, oh, Pete. See, I'm a, a little distracted. Advocacy, Business, and Concepts in Special Education. Those concepts in Special Education are getting a little bit more nitty-gritty into the special education process, the laws, the framework of the laws, etc. And so... The timing could not be better for me to kind of have had this trip down memory lane because I really want to kind of talk to you about what advocates and attorneys do. Now, before we do that, I thought I would take a pause because I really so appreciate the feedback that you all give me on the podcast. It's a regular occurrence now for me to get several emails a week that ask me questions or offer compliments or kind of relate back to me from podcast episodes. 
I so love hearing from you. I've learned so much about your advocacy practices, about your own children, your family members, your students. And you know, that's really the joy. As you know, I'm a relationship person. And so I thank you for reaching out to me. I encourage you to continue doing it. Shoot me an email, direct message me on social media. And if you have the time, I would so appreciate if you would review the podcast on the platform that you use, Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever you use. Those reviews actually do make a big difference in listenership. And I know that my podcast listeners are engaged. And so I very much appreciate all that you do to help us grow and reach more people here at Ashley Barlow Company. Let's talk a little bit about what advocates and attorneys do. The verb that kept coming through my mind is pulverize. My mentor, I have three main people that mentored me as an attorney. Of course, my dad, and it has been such an honor to work with my dad throughout the last 20 or 25 years. I started working with my dad's law firm when I was in high school and I would do document review, I would answer the phones, I would do organizational things, secretarial things, and I have adored working with my dad. We're very similar. We get each other, we respect each other immensely, and of course I would not be nearly as successful as I am without my dad just kind of handing me a law practice. Another mentor of mine was my dad's former partner, a gentleman by the name of Ed Tranter, who passed away a few years ago. My dad and I used to say that Ed pulverized cases. Ed would research a case up one side and down another. He would then talk to anybody in the office that would listen. And I mean, when you grew tired, Ed would get more excited. He didn't sit down very often. He kind of paced around the office. When I was working as a law clerk for him and my dad, he would call me in and, you know, I had normally been through a whole day of law school classes and Ed would stand behind his desk and he would just talk about a case for over an hour and I would feel myself zoning out and he would keep going and going and going. He looked at things from every angle. He thought about what the other side was thinking. He really looked at the research and tried to understand how one case might match our case and how it might differ from another case. He pulverized the cases. I think when you pulverize, you're seeing problems and you're attacking them from so many different angles. And so that's really kind of gotten me thinking about special education advocates that I know. I have one particular friend that I thought about right away. She has two children that have medical diagnoses and she's got some developmental stuff in her family and she's got some learning stuff in her family. And I think about how she has attacked her children's diagnoses and how it has fueled her advocacy business. I know that she's read stacks of books and she's gone to tens of doctor's appointments, probably hundreds of doctor's appointments by now. I know that she meets with professionals, that she meets with teachers, that she meets with other advocates. She meets at school, she meets with friends, parents. She's constantly researching. She's researching, she's advocating, and she's loving. 
research, advocacy, and love. Research, advocacy, and love. This is what we do, friends, and I know so many of you do this because when people come into my office and when they call me and when they connect with me on social media, what they're saying to me is, Oh, I'm like a super stalker. I'm a super researcher. Hey, do you need anybody to look something up for you? Because I'm really good at that. We research and then we advocate and we love. I have so many friends in the dyslexia community that act in this regard as well. I'm thinking about one in particular and she started noticing that her child was having trouble reading. And then she started having trouble advocating for her child. And, you know, like so many of you, I know that she had been through the ringer trying to figure out the correct reading strategies and curricula that would support her child. And what did she do? She pulverized the information on dyslexia. I know that she's read Sally Shayowitz's book five times because she can quote it inside and out. She started reading and asking and meeting and loving. She started figuring it out. What are we doing? We are pulverizing the information. And then we take that information and we advocate. People in the dyslexia community are so good at advocating in a grassroots area, grassroots way, advocating from schools to communities to state houses to the United States Capitol. You're advocating in your communities and you're advocating for systemic change. We're pulverizing the information, we're disseminating the information, and we're loving. Research, advocacy, and love. Research, advocacy, and love. You know, I I personally am a feeler. I have big feelings. I have PTSD, as you know. I have chronic anxiety. Sometimes it can be pretty pervasive. I'm a doer, I'm a fixer. I always tell people I'm a fixer. If I see a problem, I do something about it. So Griffin has said recently that he, so a little bit of background here. Griffin swims at a high school. His club team practices at a high school and therefore many of his teammates go to that high school and he does not go to that high school. And our high school is phenomenal. We normally rank in the top one or two high schools in the state of Kentucky, and we're in this safe little town, and he's got wonderful friends in his high school, and he really does love our community. But recently he said some things like, gosh, I really should have gone to that other school. And we considered it for for many reasons, but ultimately we decided as a family that it wasn't the right fix. And so... When he started saying this when he was a freshman, I was like, well, gosh, what are we going to do? Like, I started researching a different community to live in. You know, we would have to move and Jack would have to go to a new school and all of these changes. And finally, he said to me, Mom, no, I didn't say I want to go to that school. I just said that I probably should have. (laughs) That does not meet my personality very well at all. I identify a problem and I pulverize it. I'm a fixer. I love to do that research. I love to dive deep. I love to look at things from all of the different angles. I love to connect how one little piece of information will then impact seven other little things that happen to other people or to our family or to our situation. I want to know why. 
if Jack gets a new diagnosis or if I've got a client that's got a diagnosis I don't know, I actually dive into medical journals. Yesterday I was driving some swimmers home and they were talking about this research course that a lot of them take. I think it's AP Seminar. And they have access to the online like medical journals, online libraries where you can get medical journals through their schools. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if you could print me off a full medical journal articles because I can usually only read the excerpts and then I've got to go like deep, deep, deep to see if I can find a free copy of them someplace. The other thing that I do that I think I've told you before here on the podcast is I go to university bookstores and I ask for textbooks. So if I am, you know, looking to learn more about inclusion, for example, I'll go over to Xavier University and the University of Cincinnati and ask them for the textbooks that they have on those things. And that's harder to to achieve than you might think. But I'm pulverizing, right? Like I'm looking at information, whether it's medical journals or it's college textbooks or it's stacks of stacks of printer paper that I take in my bags to swim meets. I'm researching, I'm diving deep. I build relationships, that's the advocacy piece. I'm asking people questions, I'm learning, I'm telling, I'm advocating, and of course, I'm loving. Research, advocacy, and love, research, advocacy, and love. So that trend, friends, from those medical diagnoses that we get and the friends in the dyslexia community that keep pulverizing the information. And my own experience, this is what advocates do. And what I realized when I go to COPA and to other conferences is the reason why I love so many people in the special education advocacy and legal communities is because this is what we all do. We research stuff, we learn, we advocate, we build relationships, we love. We see the whole child, we keep the child at the center. We shout their worth. Of course, we research, we advocate, and we love. Rinse and repeat. If you think that's the way that you are, I know there are so many people that are pulverizers. I really encourage you to join us in the ABC course, Advocacy, Business, and Concepts in Special Education. You can check out the course over on my website. Of course, it's ashleybarlowco.com. But I want to tell you a little bit about the course itself. So the course has six different modules. Each module has one lesson each on advocacy, business, and a concept in special education. So unit one, for example, has a lesson on the file review, how to complete a file review for your clients and your advocacy business. There is a lesson, there is a business lesson on business setup. So how to get your business set up, components of a business plan, choosing the right entity, et cetera, like should you be an LLC or an S-corp, something like that. And then the concept in special education is a really nice history of special education law and also how to use it in your work as an advocate. In unit two, we talk about client control, we talk about early operation of your business, and we talk about MDRs, manifestation, determination, reviews. I'm not going to go through all six units for you. You can check that out on the website, but that's just kind of a a touch of the beginning of the ABC course. 
The thing that I think I am most proud of is the negotiation workshop, which you get with the ABC course. The negotiation workshop is a culmination of about probably six or 10 books that I have read on negotiation and advocacy strategy. It is also the culmination of 16 years, I guess when I wrote it, 15 years of special education and other legal work. I graduated from law school in 2006. I'm certified as a mediator. I've been working full-time as an attorney for 16 years. That, by the way, stops this week. I will now be a very, very, very part-time attorney. And what I have learned through all of that is contained in the negotiation workshop. I've been very negotiation-centric in my practice, and the way that I get shit done, as they say, is all contained in that negotiation workshop, which is a part of the ABC course. If you want to register, hop over to my website. You can learn more there, and I will see you next week, same time, same place.